Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker, Barty Jack Dish and Ryan Huang with you. It's time now for Why It Matters. Mm, positivity, meaning, purpose. I think mm. I've been hearing these words more and more often since COVID-19. True that, true that. Uh, a lot of people re-evaluating their lives, mm. re-evaluating their careers and perhaps, you know, thinking about learning a new skill, volunteering more, finding creative ways to keep connected with loved ones. And as more and more people People discover their purpose and what makes them truly happy. Marketers say that brands also need to ride on this wave of positivity. But what actually makes people happy? The subjective, <laughs> right? Gotta, that's yeah. the part they got to figure out, right? And then yeah. translate and, it into sort of engage with their audience. Mm-hmm. Well, you mm-hmm. know what? There's this uh, essential study commissioned by TikTok and it outlined five key mindsets that users have when consuming content online that are key to brands understanding how to you know, effectively and efficiently engage with their audience online, that mm, is. Mm. And to find out more about these key mindsets and how businesses can leverage them, we're joined by Imran Khan, Marketing Communications Manager at TikTok. Good morning, Imran. Good morning, Bharati. Good morning, Elliot. Thanks for having me. Mm, thanks for joining us today. Let's talk about this study that you commissioned that outlined these five key mindsets. What are these mindsets? So, you see, what we found is that people are, you know, actively looking for joyful and fun experiences, right, especially considering the times that we're living through. And what the study showed us was that there are five key mindsets that people use when consuming content online. So I'll quickly go through them. So the first one is called the me time mindset, where a person looks for for content, for quick gratification, to something that they want for themselves. The other, the next one is called the FOMO mindset, the, you know, the fear of missing out, where joy is about being up to date on the latest and greatest, you know, trends, uh, products, etc. Then we have the better we, better me mindset, and empathy plays a huge role here, right? Where people feel happy only when people around them are happy. Then there's the level up mindset, where joy comes alive with learning opportunities, uh, figuring out something new. And finally, we have the jump starter mindset, which is about experiencing something new, being an explorer, inspirer, illuminator, and seeing something for the very first time. Wow, times have changed. I miss the days when it was just money that makes me happy. (laughs) Imran, is there a correlation with these five key mindsets to the life stage that a person is at? The psychography in that sense. Well, I mean, I think it, you probably can draw some very broad, uh, you know, correlations out there. But I think what we found is that it doesn't really matter as much. At the end of the day, it's where people's emotional, intellectual perspective is, right? Whether they're young, they're old, they're married, unmarried, have kids, etc. And for them, it's about seeing how they can find those joyful experiences, whether it's online or offline. Of course, in the last couple of years, a lot of our offline experiences have moved online. So I think that is where, you know, platforms like ours, we encourage brands to recognize that change in user habits and, and, you know, engage with users online in the best way possible. Mm. The thing is, when brands market their products or services on TikTok, it is often related to building a relationship. So it's relationship marketing, but it's also about selling, right? Ultimately, at the end of the day, I just worry about people equating happiness with consumerism because of platforms like TikTok. No, I think I think what we found is that people are actually looking for these kind of entertaining 
activities and entertaining experiences, right? even when they're looking to shop for something online. So there's a, a phrase that we've coined, a term that we've coined called shop attainment. And that's mm-hmm. about, you know, making sure that even if you're looking to, to sell a product online, which, you know, a lot, of, a lot of companies and brands are looking to do, people still want to have an entertaining experience while uh, looking at your brand, looking at your product and learning about it. They aren't against the idea of brands advertising to them or pitching them a product. I think what they're looking for is those authentic experiences, those happy, entertaining experiences, because at the end of the day, they're going online for a purpose. And one of those purposes increasingly has become to be entertained, uh, irrespective of what they're looking to do. Yeah. But but then you've got mindsets like me time or, or FOMO fear of missing out. So what do, does this mean? I have to tailor it such that I am buying something that helps give give me me time, or the ad itself is a testament to me owning that that thirty seconds time in that sense. I think first of all, we want brands to understand that a these mindsets exist, right? And I think they shouldn't view their audience as a, a single monolith. Right. Even within right. their target audience, there's different mindsets of people approaching the brand or the product. Even if they're looking to buy the same brand or product, they're looking, approaching it from very different perspectives. And what we want uh, to make sure that brands understand is that as long as you understand that there's a diversity even within your target audience, mm-hmm. engaging with them in different ways is in the benefit of definitely for the user, for the audience, because they feel like they're being reached out to in more authentic and relevant ways. And brands are able to pass on their, uh, their message uh, in more effective ways as well. Mm. The thing is, uh, you might do a viral TikTok video, but your conversion rate could still be low, right? Mm. So tell us more about turning cold leads into hot prospects. I'm sure how you engage them, how you engage the audience, becomes very, very important. So what are brands doing wrong there? What should they be doing instead? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I think how we view it is through three stages, right? It's called the engage, create, convert. And I think specifically for a pa- platform like TikTok, engagement on a platform is more than just comments or likes or shares, right? People, mm. users are actively creating content as a form of engagement. So when it comes to engagement, you know, which is essentially why we, what we call like essentially the first step, uh, uh, TikTok's powerful recommendation engine and for you page, you know, lets users discover that new content, whether it's organic or branded, and open them up to new ways or, and new products and new messaging, right? 50% of users discover new brands or products while on our app. And people and uh, followers in Southeast Asia are twice as likely to engage with branded content. So those are how people are using the app and looking for information on the app. Uh, next comes content creation, right? Where users are, they're leaned in, they're eager to express themselves and brands should allow for that engagement to happen in, a, in an authentic, organic way, right? It's not just about delivering a message one way or receiving feedback in a single specific way. Users are creating content where they can't find the content that they want to engage or they want to consume. We found that three in every five TikTok users have created content in the past 30 days, right? And among those, 80% have created original content. Uh, so this is a very powerful way that users and audiences are speaking back or, or responding to how brands are communicating with them. Uh, and finally, it's about seeing how best you can converge the concept of entertainment, commerce under this umbrella that we call shop attainment, and providing people that opportunity to be part of the brand story in ways perhaps that they can't in other places or haven't been able to, and using that as a way to generate more positive experiences for users online. Imran, if you don't mind, I have, I have two quick questions. Uh, the first one is, any, do you have any insight on to the increase in user content creation during the pandemic? Has, has, it, has it really gone up tenfold? 
Well, we have definitely seen an increase of use of TikTok across the board, right? Uh, and this is not just in our market. I would say it's across the world, right? So we recently announced that our monthly active user numbers have reached uh, 1 billion globally. And of those 1 billion, 240 million of those people are logging in from Southeast Asia every single month. So that's huge for us in the region, right? Mm. So apart from that, we've also seen some fast-growing content categories right across the region where we have content categories like babies and families, education, finance, sports, gaming, and so on and so forth. And that diversity in content and the fast growth of diversity in content is because of the diversity of audience that is logging into TikTok every single day and every single month to uh, create, consume, and share. Yeah. So, so that and plus you and Bharati were talking about audience engagement earlier. Does this mean that as a marketing person, this whole idea of demographic targeting should be thrown out of the window now? There is still a place for demographic targeting. I think it's uh, we're definitely not saying that the way things have been done is somehow no longer appropriate or relevant. I think what we're trying to say here is that a little bit more sophistication needs to be brought to the entire marketing, the entire marketing of products and brands. A lot of it has been because of the acceleration of people's habits and usage online because of the pandemic in the last two years, right? Like I said, everyone, a lot of things that we used to do offline have now moved online. It's just the reality of where we are and we'll continue to do so. So for us, it's about making sure that brands stay up to date, they stay on track and are engaging with their users and their target audiences in the best way possible. Mm. So certainly demographics would play a part, but just one part of a larger, more complex equation. Yeah, Are there some businesses, though, for whom perhaps TikTok may not be the best channel? Mm. I mean, let me give you an extreme example. Yeah, I used to work for a funeral services company. How to make that happy? You know, some might ask. Should some brands perhaps just recognize that consumers will not even be in the right frame of mind when they go to TikTok to look at their products or services and these products and services just are not suited for this platform? Well, I mean, I think it's, it's a bit tough for me to say that we're not suitable for certain brands. I think for the, the reality of the situation is that we found that users of all varieties and types are using TikTok in new and unique ways every single day, right? And that allows us or that shows us that there's a, a tremendous amount of flexibility in how TikTok can be utilized. So, for example, uh, in the last year and a half, we've worked uh, on a lot of what we would call, I guess, uh, purposeful marketing campaigns with some brands, uh, whether it's about working with Dettol to generate content that is to help people, you know, wash their hands in a, in a specific way or in a way to maintain their, their hygiene and prevent uh, infections, or it's working with uh, government organizations make sure that people can celebrate Chinese New Year in a safe way, encouraging, you know, uh, making sure that they're following the safe management measures Mm. or encouraging people to get their vaccine, right? I think there's a way to have that conversation on TikTok. It's just a way of figuring out what's the best way to do it. We've got to try and make death engaging, don't we, next? Doing Halloween. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Funeral planning 10 years in advance. Actually, Imran, what's the process like? Say if I'm a, I don't know, I'm a regular business and I want to get TikTok's help to engage my audience. What would that process be like if I were to approach you? Well, it's very simple, actually. If you are a business of any kind, any size, any shape, really, you can sign up for our our TikTok business account, our TikTok, TikTok ads manager account. That's free. You can sign up for it on the app directly uh, and essentially start inputting your data there and start running campaigns quickly. If you're more interested in uh, speaking to one of our, our team members, of course, you can reach out to us, tiktokforbusiness.com, and one of our team members will be able to get in touch with you and uh, provide you a little bit more insight and dynamics on how to best 
and most efficiently engage your target audience on TikTok. Mm. As we move forward, Imran, a lot of questions are being asked, not just about platforms as specific as TikTok, but online digital platforms that advertise to large numbers of people. A lot of questions being asked there about how these platforms are using user data, how they are handling privacy issues and more and more scrutiny on such things. How do you plan to move forward on these issues as we move forward in the realm of marketing and branding? So, you know, brand safety, user safety and transparency is key to how we do business here at TikTok, right? And I think for years and years to come, we're striving to create that environment for brands and users to be on a trusted environment built on a foundation of safety, transparency and accountability. From a, a transparency standpoint, we do publish our community guidelines and uh, report once every quarter that allows users to and anyone really to see uh, what kind of content has been removed from the from the platform uh, how often was it removed in what markets what was the you know the past in which it was removed how we work with a lot of our public sector clients and uh, partners to make sure that tiktok is operating in a safe way in the in their markets of course we want to make sure that we continue to build on this uh, along with all the other safety precautions and products that we have in place to make sure that our youngest audience members uh, can also use TikTok in a safe way and a big part of it also is education right we want to make sure that we are educating families people who may be not fully convinced yet to bring them on board and say hey TikTok is a place it is a happy place on the internet right it's one of the reasons why people are logging in is to be entertained is to find that pocket of happiness throughout their day and there's a way that you can do it for yourself as well. Hey, how can you not feel happy when you see a coordinated dance routine on TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Imran Khan, Marketing Communications Manager for TikTok on the line with us. Imran, appreciate your time this morning. Take care and stay safe. Thank you so much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.